Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. You'll have the opportunity to hear their stories, be given tools and advice to succeed, and to taste what is possible when you think and dream bigger. Me? (laughs) I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and I'll be learning just as much as you as I show you around. It's my job as a fellow entrepreneur to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favourite resources, books, etc, etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 19 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and on today's show, I'm going to be discussing with you productivity tips, which have come from Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. It's a weird time, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but I'm really struggling to keep motivated. So I figured this would be a good episode to bring in right now and to kind of keep that motivation going, to keep us all working towards our goals and to stay productive in yet in our corona times. So that's what the episode is all about. Before we jump into it, a couple of reviews I would love to read out to you because they make my heart sing and they're always lovely to read. So the first of those has come from Amelia and Amelia wrote, really enjoying listening to these, really down to earth and makes it seem like anything is possible. Enjoying it all and the different guests. Keep it up, Scott. Thank you so much, Amelia. That really does mean a lot. As does this from Josh, and Josh wrote, Scott's podcasts are brilliant and are great for like-minded business people. Top work. Thank you so much, Josh. It really does mean a lot. And if you'd like to leave a review of Entrepreneurs Can Party, you know, if you've enjoyed the episode so far, or you think they'll bring value to other people, please do leave a review. It really does help get the podcast out to more people, and there's a link to do that in the show notes. Alrighty, without further ado, let's jump into today's show, which is all about productivity and productivity tips from Jeff Bezos. Okay then, so yeah, six productivity tips from Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. And just to kind of make it clear on the onset, I'm going to delve into this later in the episode as well, but am I a big fan of Jeff Bezos? I don't know. I can definitely appreciate what he's done with Amazon in terms of making it the biggest company in the world, essentially. And, you know, he's grown it since 1995 from a simple bookstore, very humble online business to the player, the dominant force that we see today. So, you know, a lot to be admired. I will delve into more about kind of the ethics of this, I guess, in terms of should we allow it uh, a bit later in the episode. But for now, six productivity tips from Jeff Bezos, which I saw somewhere. (laughs) I can't remember where it was. It might have been a YouTube video or something like that. But yeah, Jeff Bezos tips. Here we go. So tip number one, make only three decisions per day. What does he mean by this? Well, I think logically or realistically, only making three decisions per day is hard, very hard, because if we think about it, even the decision to cross a road is a decision. And we probably make thousands of these minute decisions every single day, whether it's, you know, which side of the bed to get up from or what time to wake up. Don't know why sleep's coming to mind here. Or, you know, whether to read book x or book y or whether to 
go out for a walk. There's literally thousands of decisions we'll be making each and every day. But I think the point Jeff is getting at here is to try and make only important decisions, three important decisions every single day. And therefore try and save your creative juices for those important decisions. Because we only have a certain amount of motivation, a certain amount of energy each and every day. And we've got to kind of use it sparingly. So how can we do this? How can we make only three important decisions per day? Or how can we make ultimately less decisions every single day? I think what I like to do is to try and eliminate as many decisions as possible for the following day. So what I mean by this is, for example, if I know where I'm going to be, say tomorrow, and I know if I'm going to be outside or inside, or if I'm going to be in an office, or if I'm going to be hiking, whatever it may be, I try and get my clothes ready in preparation for that. So then when it comes to the morning of said day, I don't have to worry about what shirt to wear, what trainers to wear. It's already laid out for me. So that's just one tiny example of this. Another example, when I was at uni, I made sure that if I was having a packed lunch, I would always do the packed lunch the night before said day. And again, it was just an example of being able to eliminate as many decisions for that day as possible. And it's ultimately just something less to have to worry about for that day. So that's tip number one that Jeff gives. Make only three decisions per day. And I would caveat that with make only three important decisions per day if you can. Tip number two, don't forget to think ahead. Don't forget to think ahead. What does he mean by this? I think we can interpret this in a couple of ways. So if you wanted to take it to that micro level again, in terms of preparing for the following day or for the following week, or the following month, clearly tip number one kind of plays into that a little bit, you know, making only three important decisions ahead, planning ahead ultimately is what that's all about. But if we want to kind of take it to the macro, which I think is where Jeff is going with this, what goals can you set for, say, two years' time, three years' time, five years' time, ten years' time, twenty years' time? What goals are you setting? And more importantly, what steps are you taking to work towards those goals? So say you've got a one-year goal which involves, I don't know, launching a business. What steps would you need to take in order to get closer towards that goal? How are you planning ahead? How are you thinking ahead? And it might be as simple as attending more networking events, or it might be as simple as taking more online courses to further your skills, or it might be to try and build an online website. Whatever it may be, thinking about how can you think ahead? What steps can you take to work towards your goals? And like I say, I think that is where Jeff is getting, or what Jeff is getting at with tip number two. Don't forget to think ahead. Tip number three, do important things early. So do important things early. This for me just screams off eat a frog for breakfast, which is something I always think about. You know, try and do the hard stuff early. And the reason for that is because what I've found is if you can get the, uh, the hard stuff done early in the morning, then you kind of build that momentum and you build that positive energy and you think, you know what, I'm being productive today. And by doing that, and by having that positive energy, it gives you that boost to actually, you know, do other things really well. You know, how you do something is how you do everything, in my mind. So if you can do even the little things well, it's worth doing. And 
yeah, a way to kind of do those little things well is to do the hard stuff first. Get, you know, if there's something you've been putting off for weeks and months, try and do it as early in the day as possible because you've got maximum energy for one thing, you know, it's that, again, it kind of links back to tip number one, making only three important decisions per day. If you can do the hard stuff early in the day, you're building that momentum, you're knocking something off your list, your to-do list, and it's building that positive energy. So yeah, I'm fully on board with this. I like to try and do the important things, the hard things as early in the day as possible, just so it's also not kind of playing on your mind for later in the day. You're like, oh no, I've got to do X or I've got to do Y tonight. And that is a horrible, horrible feeling, as I'm sure many of you can relate to. So yeah, trying to do the important things early I would highly, highly recommend as well. Tip number four, always follow your gut. Always follow your gut. So I think this is quite hard to do in a practical sense because it's hard to know or it's hard to feel what your gut is saying because we hear so many voices, we hear so many opinions of other people. But something I've found, and you might have found this as well, is it's easy to spot when something feels uncomfortable, when you know that something you're doing is wrong. So that's kind of something to be aware of. If something feels uncomfortable, it's probably the wrong thing to do. So in a sense, you're listening to your gut there, but we don't just want to avoid doing the wrong things. We want to kind of find how can we do the correct things. And yeah, this is where it does get harder. So something I always say to friends who ask me is like, you know, how do you follow your gut and how do you kind of take action? I think it's just kind of listening to that little tiny, tiny voice in your head, which is very hard to hear because like I alluded to, we have so many other influences in our environment, whether it's friends, family, uh, colleagues, etc. But yeah, if you can listen to that tiny voice in your head, you will go a long way to kind of following your gut. And to kind of point you in the direction of a fantastic book about this and actually about body language which is a big indicator of following your gut. book by Joe Navarro who was an ex-FBI agent and he's released a book called What Everybody Is Saying, very clever title where he's separated every body I think and yeah it talks about kind of your limbic response which is the reptilian part of your brain which has been around since hunter-gatherer times and it kind of says, you know, body language in particular harks back to this reptilian brain and it is the limbic response. It's the automatic response, which says a lot about how you're feeling. And, you know, if you observe it in other people, you can tell through their body language, through their limbic, res- limbic responses, what they are thinking, what they are feeling. And I suppose what I'm getting at here is if you can actually get to the point where you're more aware of your own body, more aware of your own body language, you'll get a better sense of what your gut is because you're harking back to that reptilian brain of yours. So something to be kind of aware of, and I think awareness plays a big part in this in terms of following your gut. You know, not always listening to your brain because in evolutionary terms, our neocortex, the kind of thinking side of our brain, which solves problems and helps us write things down, communicate, it's only been around for like probably a few mill- well, a few thousand years, maybe sort of five, ten thousand years, 
thinking back to like Egyptian times and Romans and etc. Whilst our reptilian brain, like I said before, has been around since hunter-gatherer times, so literally millennia. And there's also a fantastic episode on the Investors Podcast with Ian Segal, the uh, CEO of ZipRecruiter, and he talks about how we can listen to our uh, our reptilian brain more and actually follow our gut more follow our gut instincts and the importance of doing that so there'll be a link to that in the show notes in case you're interested in listening to that episode really interesting stuff and i'll also put a link to the joe navarro book what everybody is saying as well Alrighty, tip number five get a full night's rest i think this one's a bit of a no-brainer uh yeah get a full night's rest goes without saying if we don't get enough sleep we don't really perform to the best of our capabilities and I can 100% attest to this if I don't get like seven to eight hours sleep a night I'm basically a zombie for the following days so I know for me it's really important and it's just through observing my own behavior my own energy levels uh, that I've been able to kind of identify this and on that point uh, there's a fantastic book called the origins of everyday moods which I can't remember who wrote it, but I will again provide a link to in the show notes. And that gets you to identify your energy levels by literally charting them in a day. And then once you've identified your energy levels, you can see where your peak productivity levels are. And you'll also be able to spot how your lack of sleep impacts your productivity levels. So it's really interesting. And yeah, I'll point you in the direction of that book in the show notes. And on that as well, in terms of your or the importance of sleep i think the film inside out which i love it's the uh, animation by pixar it gives a really compelling case as to how important the brain is and what its function is essentially as a filter for our memories and sleep is important because we need our brain to be able to filter out those memories you know save the important ones get rid of the not so important ones So yeah, great film, but yeah, tip number five, get a full night's rest. Tip number six, and the final tip from Jeff, is start small and build. Start small and build. I was kind of thinking about examples to highlight this, and I think the best example is actually Amazon itself in many ways, because if we look back to when it started, I believe 95 as a company, literally just a small online bookseller and a lot of companies at the time didn't really take it that seriously they didn't think the internet was going to be as big as it was they just thought Jeff and his team were kind of cowboys and they weren't really uh, going to be an important player obviously how wrong they were and sort of you know pedal forward a few years get to 97 it then already at this point it's still a huge company by the way it has a or it had a market cap of around 438 million dollars which is just insane and that was 97 so what 13 years ago at the time of this recording absolutely nuts but anyway since then obviously it's just gone on to bigger and bigger and better things uh, 2018 it had a market cap of around 800 billion that's billion not million uh, dollars and then fast forward today in recent times in recent months it passed that 1 trillion market cap value now obviously market cap that kind of metric that many analysts use to kind of measure a company's performance isn't the be all end all because market fluctuations are exactly that they fluctuate go up and down quite easily 
But it does give you a sense, a healthy sense of just how much Amazon has grown over the last couple of decades. It's insane. And if we think about how it impacts our daily lives, you know, things like Alexa, things like AWS, which actually many of us aren't even aware of what it is, but it's essentially the back end of many websites, even government agencies uh, kind of use Amazon Web Services on a daily basis. And then we think about the, the sort of businesses that Amazon has bought. Uh, Zappos, or Zappos, however you say that, the online shoe retailer in America, Audible, which is the dominant player in audiobooks, Whole Foods, which was bought by Amazon for about, I think it was $14 billion a few years ago, and then Amazon also developing things like Amazon Fresh, so it's kind of dipping its toes into uh, into the food retail space, where it has been for years now, and it's actually developing stores, this is really cool, where you can go into a store, an Amazon store, buy, you know, do like your week shopping, but you'd have to go to a till, because <laughs> you literally walk out with your shopping, and the sensors or whatever, they tell the uh, tell Amazon how much you've spent on your food, it will automatically take that money out of your account, <laughs> which is kind of scary, but I think, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's really cool, so doing really cool things and they're a you know huge company but going back to jeff's point his tip start small and build amazon wasn't built in the night your business isn't going to be built in the night it's going to take time it's going to take patience it's going to take a lot a lot of hard work and that's what i'm trying to apply to this podcast and i'd encourage you to apply it to your own life and your own businesses and your own creative projects that you're trying to build or your own careers whatever it may be start small take action in the micro work really really hard put in the hours and in the macro think big how are you going to be the biggest the best that you can possibly be all right those six tips just to kind of quickly recap those make only three decisions per day that's tip number one tip number two don't forget to think ahead tip number three do important things early tip number four always follow your gut Tip number five, get a full night's rest. And tip number six, start small and build. Great tips, Jeff. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for sharing them. I did say I'd kind of come back to the ethics of Amazon. And I think this is really important because obviously in our current times, coronavirus has disrupted the global economy. And there's a lot of businesses that are going to not get through this, which is a real shame it's, it's hard to swallow isn't it for for business owners and then we look at a company like amazon which is literally just it's just disrupted so many industries in so many ways and arguably it's put a lot of businesses out of out of business over the years we look at book retailers that once existed sears in america there's barnes and noble which is kind of on its feet a little bit so many yeah so many businesses which have kind of lied in wake of the destructive nature of amazon as a business and there's been a lot of hate towards amazon and jeff himself you know he's reportedly worth i can't remember how many billions of dollars but it's just insane and is he ever going to spend that money in his lifetime probably not and i know he's doing some stuff towards like space projects and things like that which is really cool and to be honest i don't have an issue with Jeff himself you know he's super successful he has done this stuff and fair play to him like he has you know he's been very ruthless he's been very competitive and putting other businesses out of business is just kind of part of the game of business you know and so yeah I don't have an issue with Jeff himself or Amazon really they're just 
it's just a business that's done exceedingly well. And it, you know, it. We all love to hate Amazon because we hate the fact it is so powerful, but we love the fact it's convenient. You know, we go onto Amazon, we know they're going to deliver what they say they're going to do. They care about their customers immensely, which is why they've become so successful. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a weird relationship we, I'm sure we all share with this company. And I kind of, the point I'm kind of getting at here is, I said I'd mention the ethics. Is it ethical? this fact that Amazon has got so big that Jeff can make so much money. I'm not so sure it is. Um, but at the same time, is it Jeff's fault that he's got to this point and he's got so successful and that Amazon has become this this dominant force that it is? I don't think that's to blame either. I think what is to blame is the system itself and we need to kind of re-sort of think about whether we should let companies get this big when there's so so much income inequality going on in the world i read quite recently that the eight richest people in the world have the same wealth as the poorest 50 percent of people on the planet absolutely bonkers that we can let that happen and yeah i'm clearly i don't know what the the solution is i don't think there's one silver bullet i think it's going to take you know if we want to kind of reduce income inequality there's a whole myriad of things that need to be kind of thought through and people far cleverer than me will be able to kind of think about these but surely that can't be right can it like to have the situation i don't know it's something to kind of think about i've kind of been thinking about it a lot and there's a really uh, great podcast on the bbc which i'll put in the show notes which talks about this very thing about the ethics of whether should billionaires be applauded like they are really in many ways you know we kind of we fangirl the likes of Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and the list goes on. But really, should we? Is it right to do this? It's an interesting, interesting topic. Anyway, I've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent. I hope you found these six productivity tips from Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, to be useful. And if you have any questions or any further tips you would like to add to this list, do shoot them over to me. You can find me on social at Entrepreneurs Can Party. I should highlight that on Twitter, I'm at sstockdale9. It's a slightly different on Twitter. I don't really use it, to be honest, but you can get me there, and I will. I do check it periodically, so you can find me and shoot me a message there if that's easier for you. Or you can shoot me an email at scott at com about anything. It doesn't have to be related to this episode. I just love hearing from you guys and hopefully providing some value to you through my podcasts and the content I'm putting out there. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your day. Do take care. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask you to do is subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and maybe tell somebody else about it if you feel like it would bring value to them as well. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social, but if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode. And of course, you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Entrepreneurs Can Party on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter, and I'd love to hear from you. If you message me wherever or email me at scott at entrepreneurscanparty.com, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time. <laughs>